0: Me. (laughs) Our scripture reading this morning comes from Luke, the 19th chapter. We'll be looking at verses 1 through 10. And uh, we are um, continuing our series on um, walking with Jesus. Jesus and his disciples are walking from Galilee to Jerusalem. Now, next Sunday is Palm Sunday, and um, Jesus is going to walk triumphantly into Jerusalem. Um, But he has one more stop along the way uh, in this town called Jericho. And Jericho is the last town you get to um, before you get to Jerusalem. And so this is, uh, this is about Jesus' last stop on his, uh, on his tour and, um, and about the person he meets there. Hear now the word of our Lord. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, He could not see over the crowd, so he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be This is the Word of God. May it find its way into our hearts and lives this morning by the power of His Holy Spirit. Amen. So um, those of you that came a little early last week um, caught, uh, caught uh, me and the kids in the middle of a competition called Minute to Wing It. And I don't know if you've ever seen, like, the game show, but it's all these, uh, it's all these little tasks, and, uh, and you have to try and do it uh, in, in 60 seconds or less. And um, you probably came just in time to see me um, victoriously school the kids on one of these tasks. Um, we, uh, we, we're doing this wing it to wing it game um, where, uh, where you're supposed to uh, see how many cotton balls you can move from one bowl to another bowl in less than a minute. And, uh, and the trick is you can't use your hands. You have to put a dollop of Vaseline on your nose, and you have to uh, dip your nose in that bowl of cotton balls and move them from one, uh, one bowl to another. And I don't mean to brag, but I cleaned up on this. Like I got double, some say triple the score that the other people got. Um, I uh, I, I was the best um, uh, cotton ball nose picker that um, ever existed. Um, But to be fair, I had an unfair advantage. Um, I've got a nose that has a lot of surface area. And can hold multiple cotton balls at once. Now, this I wasn't always proud of this nose. It wasn't always um, my uh, my championship winner. Um, when I was a kid, I was actually very self-conscious about my nose. Not only was it you know is it pointy and big. Um, when I was uh, when I was uh, about five years old, I was in a car accident and it kind of made my nose crooked. Some of you. You have, may have noticed that I've, I've even got a little bone sticking out um, in my nose. And I've always just been really self conscious about my nose. And you know how kids are they're always real compassionate when you have a physical defect. Um, out on the playground, um, uh, I used to get called Danny Needle Nose all the time. Steve, sharing my charming, you, you laughing about that? <laughs> you're probably one of them kids. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to get called Danny Nose, Pinocchio, I've heard it all. I used to be really self-conscious about this node before I, I knew how many cotton balls it could move. <laughs> but isn't it amazing how we, uh, we take one detail about someone and we sort of fixate it on, fixate on that, and we make that one detail, you know, All that a person is, we boil down a complex three-dimensional human being down to one detail. Show you what I mean. See if you can complete this phrase. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. Right? Who, who, Who grew up singing that song in Sunday school? Um, we, we, did it, uh, we, we did it in vacation Bible school, but it was sort of like the, the hip-hop version, right? Wee little man, wee little man. Um, uh, but but yeah, yeah, Zacchaeus was a wee little man. Now the scripture reading we just read said he was short. But wee little man makes him sound like he's a hobbit or a gnome or something, right? Can you imagine this three-dimensional human being? Boiled down to this one attribute. He's a wee little man. Zacchaeus, um, according to tradition, went on to become the first bishop of Caesarea. Um, his name, Zachai, uh, in Hebrew means innocent one. Uh, in the Orthodox Church, he's revered as one of the, the seventy holy apostles, and he's given his own feast day at the beginning of Lent. Y'all didn't know any of that, did you? All y'all know is he's a wee little man, right? The wee little man was he. We boil him down to that one attribute. Probably knew too that he was a tax collector. And honestly, his peers, his uh, neighbors in first-century Jericho probably didn't know that much more about him, that short little tax collector. Now, April 15th is coming up. No one likes sending off that check, right? But um, back in ancient times, people really, really hated tax collectors, Like, like more than we do, right? They really, really hated tax collectors, because, because Jews saw other Jews that, that, that were collecting taxes for the Roman government as, as, uh, as uh, in bed with the oppressor, as people that had turned their back on their own countrymen and, and, and were aiding the oppressor. They despised tax collectors because they would, uh, they would, they would line their pockets by, uh, by, by cheating their fellow countrymen by extorting bribes from them in exchange for not levying higher fees. People hated tax collectors. And Zacchaeus was the chief tax collector. Zacchaeus was the tax collector that even the tax collectors didn't like because he was cheating them. Nobody liked Zacchaeus. And when they saw him, all they saw was that short little tax collector. Man, I hate that guy. I hope he gets what's coming to him. And if people noticed him at all, that's what they noticed. And then some people, they didn't even notice him. They just got so used to discounting him that they didn't even see him. See, at the beginning of our story... There's, there's this commotion. Jesus and his disciples are walking through town and everyone's coming out to greet him. Maybe some people, if they're sick, wanting their sick to be healed. And, and Zacchaeus sees all the commotion and he wants to see what it's all about. And there's this crowd and he can't quite see up over the crowd. And nobody notices him back there. Nobody says, hey, here, stand in front of me. You wee little man. None of that. Right? Zacchaeus feels unseen and unknown. Even though everybody in town knows who he is, nobody knows who he is. They all fixate on one or two details on the label. They don't see who Zacchaeus really is, a child of God brimming and bursting with possibility. Just see that short little tax collector. And so Zacchaeus feels unseen and unknown. Now I wonder how many people here have ever felt unseen and unknown. I wonder how many people here have ever felt like, like you've been boiled down by the people around you uh, one detail, and that's all they see, and that's all they know about you, and it makes, it makes you feel invisible. It might be something you're proud of, like your occupation, or your family name. It might be a, 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 a thing that's true about you your race, your gender, your weight your age, it might be true about you, but it's not the truth about you. It's not all that you are. It's not who you feel in your most innermost self that you are. It's just one detail and people fixing on that. And that's a label that you feel like is slapped on your forehead and that you wear everywhere you go. You feel unseen and unknown. You feel like everybody knows you, but nobody knows you. Maybe it's something you're proud of, maybe it's something you're not so proud of. Something in your past that has come to define who everyone sees when they look at you. The family situation you were born into that one mistake you made that one time that that your friends and loved ones just can't get past. And when people look at you, that's what they see. So everyone knows you, but nobody knows you. Everyone knows that thing that's true about you, but no one knows the truth about you. You feel unseen an unknown. There's something cool in this story I want to show you. Um, I just love this detailing. If all you know is the song, you kind of miss the detail about this wee little man. Um, this is really important. So Zacchaeus, he was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. And so he climbs the tree. Zacchaeus wanted to see who Jesus was. See, Zacchaeus didn't know who Jesus was at the beginning of the story. Um, Everyone else has kind of heard tell, right? Um, Everyone else is so excited that Jesus is coming into town. They're bringing their sick. They're lining up the streets, They've heard tell as he slowly made his way from Galilee uh, to to finally to Jerusalem. They've heard the stories of Jesus and his merry band of disciples and and all the miracles that he's worked and all the wonderful things he's done. And they want to see him in the flesh. And all Zacchaeus sees is a crowd lining the streets. He's wondering, who is this guy that everyone's showing up for? He doesn't know who Zacchaeus is. He doesn't know who Jesus is. Now look at this. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. Jesus reaches the spot, looks up in that tree, and he calls Zacchaeus by name. See, even when Zacchaeus didn't know who Jesus was, Jesus knew exactly who Zacchaeus was. Jesus didn't say, hey shorty, hey tax collector, you evil, lying, cheating scum. He doesn't say any of that. He says, Zacchaeus, he calls him by his name, Zacchaeus, innocent. We have communion to do, but innocent. Jesus calls Zacchaeus innocent. Jesus calls me innocent. That's a sermon right there. You can go home and write it. Jesus calls me innocent. We just don't have time for that, right? But Jesus looks past all those labels and sees who Jesus truly who Zacchaeus truly is. Behind all of that, behind all the labels people have stuck on his forehead. Jesus sees through all of that, and he calls him by name. Here's the thing. You may right now feel like you're defined by that one thing. You may right now feel like like everyone only sees a small part of you. and That may be your fault. That may be the small part of you you want everyone to see. Or it may be the small part of you you're ashamed of that, 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 that everyone sees. And you may not feel like you know who Jesus is. And you may just be showing up here, cranging your neck just to just kind of get a little peek. But Jesus knows who you are. And he calls you by name. And he says, come down from there. Guess what? Good news. I'm coming to your house. See, we've already, we've already talked about this. Jesus has this bad habit of just inviting himself over to places, doesn't he? He just shows up at people's doorstep and smells good in here. What you cooking? And he does the same thing. He's known Zacchaeus all of three seconds. And he says, hey, look, uh, me and my band of 70 disciples here, We're coming to your house today. Congratulations. Ever wonder what Mrs. Zacchaeus thought about that? Zacchaeus, though, seems excited. I wonder how long it's been since he's had company. He probably did what all of us do. You ask people over a couple of times, and they say no, and then you just stop asking. Right, Because all people see when they look at him is that short little tax collector. I don't want to go to his house. And people see Jesus going to Zacchaeus' house and they're just shaking their heads. He's eating with that guy? That sinner? Uh-uh. But Zacchaeus is overjoyed. Because Jesus accepts him just as he is. He sees him in that tree. He sees everything he's done, all the people he's cheated, but he also sees everything he could be. He says, come down from that tree. I am going to bless you by being in your house. I'm going to bless you with my presence this morning. Jesus can do the same for us this morning. He can bless us with this present. He can move in permanently this morning if we let him. Now oh, this part's really cool. Jesus loves us exactly the way we are. Amen? But he loves us too much to let us stay that way. So Here's the thing. You don't get this if all you know is the song, because the song ends, I'm coming to your house today, for I'm coming to your house today, right? That's where the song ends. But there's this whole other thing that happens, and it's probably the most important thing in this whole passage right here. So all these people are grumbling about, uh, about Jesus going to Zacchaeus' house. And they're, uh, they're, they're, they're having this big party, this big celebration, and Zacchaeus stands up and he says, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Zacchaeus is a changed man. Because Jesus is accepting him, because Jesus has blessed him with his present. Zacchaeus is changing he's no longer he's no longer going to cheat people he's going to go out of his way to bless people I'm going to pay back people what I owe them but more importantly than that I'm I'm just going to give extra out of what I have to the poor I'm going to go out of my way to bless people See, he's rejecting the labels that people have stuck on him, and he says, this is who I'm going to be starting now. I'm going to be a different person. Look what he says. Look, Lord, here and now I give half. At the beginning of the story, Zacchaeus didn't know who Jesus was. Now he calls Jesus Lord. And now he's living like Jesus is the Lord of his life. Before he didn't know he didn't know Jesus from some some stranger walking through Jericho, and now he acknowledges that Jesus is the master of his life. That Jesus is the one in charge. That Jesus is the person who's calling the shots in his life. And now he's going to live like it. He acknowledges Jesus is Lord. Look, Lord, I will do this. I'm a changed man. It's even cooler than that. I've got to tell you about this. Okay? Um, this is like boring Bible detail stuff, but, but hang with me just a second. See, in the first century, in the Middle East, people ate, sag- sick, people ate sitting down. They had real low tables. Now, if you were rich... Um, You had like like in the Roman world, you had like a reclining couch and um, there would be this couch that sort of goes around the table and rich people would like lay on their side and and eat grapes. Right. (laughs) But poor folk just they they just um, they just sit uh, crisscross applesauce and they sit around the table um, and, and they eat sitting on the ground at a really low table. All right. Here's why this is important. Zacchaeus stood up and announced to Jesus that he was changing his ways. Zacchaeus stood up. Picture everyone sitting on the ground, really low to the ground, huddled over, eating their food. Zacchaeus stands up and calls Jesus Lord. And at this very moment, Zacchaeus is the tallest man in the room. At this very moment, everyone is looking up to Zacchaeus. He stood up. He's standing tall. He's rejecting the label that people have slapped on his forehead. He is a new person because he because he knows that Jesus is Lord. Because he knows that Jesus is the master of his life. It changes everything. It can change everything for you. How would your life be different if you lived like Jesus was Lord? How would your life be different if you lived like Jesus was the one that called the shots, like Jesus was your master, like Jesus was the one in charge? How would that change how you act in the world? What, what cycles would it break for you? What patterns would get destroy? What, what, what labels would get take off your forehead to act like Jesus was Lord of your life? Zacchaeus now is not defined by what he's done, by whose he is, by who he's following, and by what he's going to do. He's not defined by his stature. He's defined by his salvation because he knows Jesus as Lord. Isn't it funny how we we fixate on one detail about a person We boil down everything there is to know about that person into just this one attribute, one detail. I've been doing this Christian thing for a good 30 years, trying to figure out this this weird Galilean rabbi named Jesus, and I've yet to scratch the surface. The apostle John um, ends his gospel by saying, if you filled up all the books in all of the world with stories about the things that Jesus said and did, it wouldn't be enough. But I know this one thing Jesus is Lord, Jesus is Master, Jesus calls the shots, He is Lord. Nothing else matters. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.